Player 2, this is Player 1, plugging in. Player 1 is initiating connection. Player 1 is online. Player 1, this is Player 2, plugging in. Player 2 is initiating connection. Player 2 is online. All players have successfully connected. You are now plugged into the Plug and Play podcast. Initiating startup sequence. Episode 91 of the Plunk Play Podcast. I'm your host, Zach, and alongside of me, as always, is Tim. Welcome, Minions, and I'm not sure why Zach is almost whispering. We're not in the library. That's we true, are I don't know. We are beautifully um, appointed uh, 5440 Brewing. I feel like I should be a lot quieter in here. It is a quiet brewery, which is awesome for us recording. We have an amazing seat right now. We have a window to the actual breweries. There's no window. Well, it's like a window. What do we call that? It's a garage door, technically, but it's like... We, a... are, we have a garage door to a local brewery. And we have a tasting tray in front of us. Life is pretty good right now. Well, I haven't had one yet, so I'd say it's really good after I had one. Well, since today, as we're recording, is May the 4th, which is, you know, May the 4th be with you, Star Wars Day. I... And also with you. Thank you. I had to pick um, as my first beer on the tasting tray, and I think you did as well. I did. Um, the It's a twap. Um, red, <laughs> which is, I guess, Admiral Akbar with a speech impediment, because, <laughs> I mean, May the 4th is a piece of speech impediment, too. That's true. So, um, to, I don't know what we're celebrating Star Wars or speech impediments, but cheers. Cheers. Here, here's the red. Nice. That's actually not bad at all. I like that. Reds are usually pretty smooth, kind of like ambers. Yeah. So, I like that one for sure. So, uh, just to remind you guys, we are a gaming podcast. We also talk about what we like to do during the week, and my week's been awesome. But I'm going to let Tim start us off, because I only have two things down, so. Um, so, I don't have a lot either. I was trying to think over what I've done this week, and it ended up that I ended up buying a lot of things. What'd so, you buy, Tim? Well, I didn't, like, spend a lot of money, but I bought some cool stuff I'm going to tell you about. So, today, like I said, is May the 4th, and a local coffee place called uh, River Maiden oh, has yeah. a... They have some really cool designs, and one They're of They're the cookie ones, right? They had cookies last year, um, but that's a lot of work for somebody. Yeah. And whoever it was didn't want to do it this year, clearly. So their promotion this year was if you bought a latte, you could get a coffee mug for seven bucks. Oh, nice. And it's a cool coffee mug. It says, Bentucky um, Strikes Back, and it's, oh, all, nice. it's all black. I've seen those. Yeah, I've got a picture somewhere. Um, so that's really sweet. That's really cool. When I was getting my, my morning coffee, I also got a sweet coffee mug for May the 4th. Um, the other thing, I've, I've been buying a lot of Humble Bundles this week. Like, I'm kind of addicted. Um, That's bad news. Well, one was technically last week. It was right after we recorded those. The Friends of Nintendo. Okay. Um, where there's you get a ton of um, Wii U and 3DS codes. Huh. For, I think it was around... By the time you hear this, it'll be over, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, I got a ton of games. Um, some I hadn't heard of. Like, uh affordable space adventures for Wii U. Sounds what interesting. the heck? I don't know. Um, Citizen Earth. Um, there was a Shantae game or two in there. 
that sadly I already had. Okay. Um, but it was a 3DS code, so I gave it to my daughter. She's thrilled. Nice. Um, Father yeah, got, of the Year award. Got a bunch of games. So there's that, and the other game bundle I got, I only bought at the one dollar level because I only wanted the one dollar game. The one of the yeah, the lower tier games. The rest I didn't really care about. Okay. Uh, and that was uh, a Boy and His Blob, which is a remake of an NES game. I say, I've heard of that. So Boy and His Blob is you're literally a boy with a blob, and when you feed a blob jelly beans, like certain things will happen. Like I'm not saying this is the correct one, but like if you feed him a watermelon um, jelly bean. He'll turn into a trampoline and you can jump up to a higher ledge. Oh, that's cool. Or ladder or yeah. a hole. Um, he turns into useful things. So you got to collect jelly beans, obviously, and use your blob to get to different areas. This has updated graphics. Um, it's fun, simple gameplay. Um, and yeah, a dollar. So nice. Awesome. I also got two other games that I'll probably be giving away on the show at some point. Oh, and those games yeah? are Human Resource Machine and Shantae, Risky's Revenge. Okay. So we'll have to figure out a way to give those away to you guys. Sounds good. The last thing I bought was the Kodanasha Manga um, bundle, which had some anime that I've been looking for for a long time. There's this Japanese horror comic that my brother told me about. It came out uh, late 90s, I want to say, maybe okay. early 90s, um, called Parasite. And it's a story like these spores coming down. Have you seen the movie thing? No. Okay. Well, these spores come down and like these little worms come out of the spores and crawl into people. And make okay. them morph into like horrible monsters, and it looks really freaking cool. Okay. I've almost downloaded this series illegally because it's out of print. But <laughs> this company, I didn't even know this was happening. They apparently got the rights, so. Oh, that's cool. Um, the bundle came with the first two. I'm gonna buy the rest because they're now available. Nice. I didn't even know that. Another series I'm excited about is Attack of the Titans. Yeah, I've heard of that. So there's a movie coming out. That's probably why you've heard yeah, of it. Yeah, I've heard of that. These really freaky creatures with no skins. Like okay. one-eyed monsters, like attacking people. Okay. So that's pretty messed up. I think Q actually talked to me about it one time, but I'm not sure. I think you might like it. I mean, it's pretty messed up. These people like scooping people, eating them up. These that's giants. That's pretty cool, actually. I mean, that's what I like to do on my days off. There's a couple other series I hadn't heard about, but I'm still going to check them out. And then the other one I was excited about was called um, Battle Angel Alita, an omnibus, which means it has three um, stories collected. Okay. And Battle Angel Alita is something I read back, way, way back, um, again in the 90s. Battle Angel Lita is like this girl who has a horrible accident. Over half of her body is replaced with robotics. Kind of like uh, Robocop. Some, some sort but, of scale here. But instead of being Robocop, she's like a roller derby. Like, there's this game in the future that's all about like just you know brutal, insane combat. And all of the... Hunger Games. Hunger Games, but with cyborgs. Okay. So like all these things are like just like a brain in a jar on top, huh. of, on top of a tank or something. And it's, okay. Like, it it's is, brutal. No, it's graphic. It's, oh, yeah, really? Yeah, like there's organs flying across the page. How do organs fly out of tanks? Well, I mean, they're, they're people melded with the tanks, but oh. like they remove their limbs and it's just their torso. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's, it's messed so up. So they leave the jelly parts there, so it's good at Yeah, and there's all explosions. sorts of dis- dis- disturbing little subplots, like organ harvesting. And it's set in a very dark future. <laughs> Um, actually, it was almost a movie, um, late 2000s. Uh, James Cameron wants to make it a movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, huh. And that might still happen. I mean, Ghost in the Shell is another famous manga from the same period. Yeah. And that's getting made into a movie. Um, I think Battle Angel Lita, if done with the right director, like, a, I don't know, I could see like one of the directors who did Fast and the Furious making a really good movie out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That'd be anyway, cool. I'm excited about that. And that was 17 bucks for a whole bunch of comics. Oh, nice. 
So I'm pretty stoked about that. But that's pretty much it. Tim Tim buys things. Yes, Tim does buy things. And uh, just so you guys are aware, we have a Would You Rather book in front of us. So every once in a while, oh, we're no. going to be popping down with a Would You Rather. And Tim, since that was your turn, I'm flipping through, flipping through. Would you rather have a chest of thick poison oak or a sausage halo? A sausage halo? I don't know what the hell that means. That means I have a ring of sausage floating around my head. Okay. Like, what if I get hungry? I just, like, reach up and grab a sausage. And, like, the first time I meet anybody, they wouldn't be able to make eye contact. They'd be, <laughs> they'd be looking at my sausage halo. Um, so I did hey, remember, bro, nice sausage I, halo. I did remember one more thing, Zach. Oh, shit. I, I saw a, a new Legend of Zelda movie. A trailer for it comes oh, out tomorrow. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. So um, let's go ahead and play that for them now. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, Hong Kong crime drama. Yeah. Starring, starring Link. Welcome to the triad, bitches. Yeah. Hey, listen. Dude, I'm it joining the triads. Could be good. You're going to die. We're gonna, so me and Tim have this awesome plan. We're going to go join the Yakuza. You said triads. Well, yeah, but we're going to join the Yakuza, too. Don't worry about it. The, they hate each other, I think. We're gonna, you're gonna join the triads. I'm gonna join the yakuza. We're gonna meld the two together. No, we're gonna meld the two together. It'll be fine. All right. It'll be like the Black Panthers and the KKK it's coming together, all in one conjunction. Wow. Okay, you went there. Oh, that's never, <laughs> that's never gonna work. So, why don't you tell us about your week instead? Okay. So, guys, my week has been coming up with plans to join the yakuza. No. Okay, it hasn't. Anyways, guys, this week was my birthday. Yep. Um. So Sunday was actually my birthday. So Tim came and picked me up bright and early. It was like 10 o'clock. He had an amazing white chocolate mocha waiting for me in the car, which is awesome. And we took a drive down to Omsi, which I don't think I think we talked about it already on the podcast once. I think you, we did it one point. That's our local science museum. Yeah, it's our local science museum. And every once in a while, they have a traveling uh, I don't know what you call exhibit. it project exhibit 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 come through. And this one was video game history, um, and not only video game history, but more like video game developer history. Yeah. It was. Really it's called focused game, or, game Masters was the name of the exhibit, so it really did focus on the people behind the games. Yeah. So as you walk through, there was like, I think it was probably, what, five main areas, like three rooms. Yeah, they definitely had it kind of spread out yeah. and organized by period. By area. Era. Yeah, I don't know which era, period. Probably area, period. And uh, with each exhibit was a playable demo or multiple playable demos of this person's artwork um their game um matched with hand-drawn graphics um sketches storyboards storyboards um video uh yeah there was some interviews you could like pop on headset and listen to we didn't do that but no it was available yeah and then also there's a huge like uh bio on each person hanging above their i, I don't know if you'd call it their most prized piece but it was usually close to like what Probably their was biggest game or their whatever. biggest game or their most unknown game, maybe like their very first game. Um, so we got to do that, and that was awesome. I got to play some Ocarina of Time. So that was my game of the week, guys. Ocarina of Time on the original N64. I wanted you to try Child of Eden, but um, there was people always playing it, so we never did. So we got that at your house, though. Yeah, we will. So. So who is your favorite like developer to learn about? Like Peter Molyneux or? Uh... Peter Molyneux was really cool just because I recognized a lot of his work. Um, and he made one of my favorite games, which is Fable of the Lost Chapters. Um, and he's also on the Spore team, which Spore is a pretty cool game. If you guys get a chance, go check out Spore. I think um, Spore is a different guy. Oh, you're right. No, that's right. That was... Uh, something W. Yeah, that was Will something Wright? W. Could have been. 
things go right. The guy who did Psychonauts. Now that probably is my favorite one to look I've been, through. I've been trying to tell you about. Um, his name's Tim. Tim Schaefer. Schaefer, thank you. Yep. Um, I've been trying to tell you about Tim Schaefer's work for a while. It was really cool to have it all laid out. So it was you, so all there. It. Yeah. And it much. was fun. It was like some of his old games, Click Adventures. Although I will say the one where he had to like figure out what words went together and then click on the right action. The old that school was difficult. text adventures are really hard to go back to because we've gone so far now as, as far as game development and the language of how you play games. Yeah. So like, I don't even know. I could go back and I played them back in the day for someone like you is spoiled with Telltale style yeah. adventure games it'd be really hard Yeah. which is why an exhibit like this is cool because you could see it without. and you could do hands on with it yep so that was a lot of fun and then actually just looking reading his resume that was hilarious yeah it's hand or not handwritten he actually uh, programmed or something yeah he programmed print, printed out uh, like a choose your own adventure te- with uh, illustrations for why you should work at LucasArts and he got yeah. hired because of that it was really cool it was cool um, some of the other awesome, memorable stuff was seeing the uh, original design artists for World of Warcraft. Yeah, some of those Blizzard. Art. Yeah, and cool. uh, looking at some of the old, like the original orc designs and stuff like that. It's just amazing. It was really cool to be in a room where there was like so much history, yep. all cram packed into one little area. We played a uh, put an air table, like a table pad kind game like too. Pong and like all the icons would change. To, and there was uh, like asteroids and battleships that went pretty through. Pretty sure Solid Snake from Metal Gear was there at one point. Pretty positive. We were some, definitely some pirate ships that we could blow oh, yeah. up. That was kind of cool. That I, was I still wonder if that was that giant Microsoft tablet. I it, I don't know what else it would be. It was literally a full table size. Yep. So that was really cool. Um, I'm trying to think. There was another game that we played too that was pretty fun. Um, oh, I played as Wind. And blue leaves around. That was cool. That was Flower. Flower. Name of the Pop 4. PS4, I believe. Uh, And 3. Yes. Originally 3, but they have made... It's all motion controlled. Yep. You tilt the the controller and you just push a button to blow the wind. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yep. So, we did that and then we went out to lunch. And I'll let you talk about the lunch because it was delicious, but I don't remember exactly what it had in it. So, I can never remember the name of this place. It starts with an N. I want to say Narimco, but that's not right. I don't know. It's where I'm going to get hooked up with the Yakuza. I'm pretty sure. It does have the feel of like a, a like small a bar, game. like a like a small bar in Tokyo. It's underneath a bridge, totally unassuming storefront, dimly lit inside. Um, it's great to come at night. Yeah. Um, we had the shoyu ramen with uh, pork belly and uh, soft boiled egg. That was delicious. And a side of fried chicken, which, which is pretty melted much, in your mouth. I don't know what they do with the chicken. It's got to be some kind of black magic, but. I ordered the big size. I'll never do that again. That was a lot of chicken. That was a lot of chicken, but it was delicious. Uh, we could barely finish it, but yeah. I'm like, I can't leave it. But the ramen was freaking... You guys obviously can't see, but I got my hands really far apart. I mean, the ramen was big. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Good so, meal, good times. We, we did that. It. We had a lot of fun. And then um, I went out to dinner with my family. Um, and that was okay. It was kind of... We went to Spaghetti Factory, which is like, eh. But... It's more entertaining watching them bring our food out. What was that? Because there was a lady coming out with water, tray full of water. Oh, no. And they collided. Yeah. Our food made it okay, except for my aunt's food got a glass of water and ice in it. Right. Um, but this poor little eight-year-old girl had, like, 12 glasses of ice oh water and soda dumped on her. Oh, my God. And the worst part was the response. They, like, didn't know what to do and just walked away. Like, didn't, like, start instantly trying to, like, slop it onto the floor or anything. So this little girl, 
I felt so bad for her. It was like drenched in water and soda. So you ruined a little girl's birthday. Day on but her, it made her. mine. So <laughs> that's, the that's how my thing. soul works. That's the universe thing. I know it will make Zach happy. <laughs> the tears of an eight-year-old girl. Exactly. So well, then to top off my pleasure, an old lady came by later because apparently they still didn't clean it. Tripped on a piece of ice and threw her back out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so the husband's trying to take photos of the water underneath the table, oh. and he slips. Oh. And I'm just sitting there going, yes, yes. <laughs> Play for me, little ones. Wow. <laughs> it was awesome. Orchestra of destruction. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. So we also watched things on uh, your little Tesla vehicle, watching people play board games. We did that too. Yeah, yeah. I had to show you how cool a Tesla was. You were, you were pretty much thinking the Tesla's on an equivalent of like a Toyota, um, what's that? Prius. Prius. And I didn't think they were on the same level. I thought they were like the same mechanics. So I showed them insane mode. And that was uh, pretty cool. You, you can you watch, look up YouTube videos for this pretty easy. Just look up Tesla insane mode and then Tesla autopilot. Autopilot was trippy. So autopilot's not like full, um, not full computer driving the car, but... Once you're like on the freeway, you can pretty much just engage that and then just do whatever you want. So that's awesome if you're in a city like Los Angeles or Seattle. Pornhub.com. Yeah. Um, there's actually Canadian research right now that says there's going to be a <laughs> lot more sex in cars once like the Google car. Oh, of course. Once the automatic cars take Why over. not? I mean, people are going to do whatever they do if they, yeah. don't, they don't have to be driving. Um, but this isn't fully that. It's just on the freeway, basically. Um, but it'll break freeway for you. It'll, it'll change lanes. Is if you birthday sex, freeway sex? No? All right, never um, mind. You don't have a Tesla, so no birthday Tesla sex for you. Uh, anyway, that was fun to watch. We watched those videos. Yep. So, and then I've been working a whole bunch. Um, but that's boring. So, Tim, um, unless you want to do a what would you rather do. Oh, yeah. That's your turn. We're going to move on to gaming. All right. Zach, would you rather live in a world where at the end of the rando there really was a pot of gold? Oh, that sounds pretty good. Or at the end of the rando there was 500 cases of beer? No. Are those really the options? Yeah. How big is this pot of gold, Tim? I don't know. I not say. Well, I need to know that to be able to choose because if I could buy 500 cases of beer. This is the devil's choice. It's, it's probably going to be like an ashtray. I want the beer. Taking the beer. I'm thinking, as far as just transport, like I can, I'd rather get the gold than I can go buy the beer. You can't buy 500 cases of beer off of a tray, a tray of gold. Gold's worth a lot per ounce, buddy. All right, guys, hold on one second. You guys are about to get an education here. What is what is the price of gold? Well, first of all, let's decide how much an, an ashtray of gold would, would be volume or weight-wise. You think? Just pick a number. Probably, gold's kind of heavy, right? Yeah, but you'd say at least one pound, right? I'd say at least, I'd probably say two. So let's find out the price of gold per ounce. Okay. Price of gold. And let's say for sake of argument, a case of beer is $20. Okay. So, that same dealer that's offering one ounce uh, gold bar for thirteen twenty-three. that's about $30 difference per ounce of gold bullion. So, apparently, $1,323 right now? Times per 16. Ounce. So 1323 times 3, times 13 times. Okay, times 16. Times 16. 21,168. I'm taking the gold. Divided by $20. Divided by 20. 
That's 1,058 cases, So I guys. have twice as much beer as Zach. I win. No, fuck you. I, nope, you no, got, my you answer wasn't done yet. You got your 500 cases, and you have to carry all that beer. I've got twice as much beer, and I can have it delivered. I'm just going to live in the beer. You just make a little Minecraft fort out of it. <laughs> a little Minecraft fort. You're going to make each the case like time, a brick. Only time I've Zach ever loved Minecraft. <laughs> Minecraft of beer. Minecraft. It's like every beer time craft. you like empty a case, though, your little house gets weaker, and the creepers come up and, and kill you. Take your beer. All right, this is a strange world we're living in. Games. Move on the games, guys. You've been playing anything besides beer and Minecraft? Uh, yeah, dude. I totally played Ocarina of Time this weekend. For like five minutes. And some little kid was playing it before me, and he was like taking the wrong turn, and like in my head I was raging. I was like, take a left, you motherfucker. Take a left. So it's time for the next beer. Um, I'm drinking now the Broken Record IPA from uh, 5440. And I... You're not. That's something else. 5440 IPA. Oh, wait. This is not no. the IPA. That's something dark, my friend. This is... I don't know what this is, guys. This is the. Uh, this is my last one. So that would be the. Uh, um, is that if, the ADHD? No. If it's it's the if it worked for those nope, pesky kids. That's not it. Pretty sure. Oh, fifty four forty. It's a CDA. Okay. Not an IPA. Okay. A Cascadia Dark Ale. That's the right one. Well, mine's delicious. It's very smooth. It's not that hoppy. Hmm. Mine's good. It's got a weird uh, twinge to it. Moving on, Zach doesn't play video games anymore. Nope. Guys, I have officially retired from video games for this week and last week and the week before and the week before. So, I did play some Clash Royale, though. Just, of course Alright, just moving on. Tim, what about you? Did you get anything cool or just random? No. No? Okay. So I didn't play that much new games compared to last week. I played some more Evil Land and I played some more Severed, um, both which continue to be good. And uh, I did play one new game, um, although I do have a bunch of new games now, thanks to all those Humble Bundle sales. I got a bunch of new games, Dancers. I played Crypt, Crypt of the Necrodancer. Um, so RPG? I, kind of. Um, more like a roguelike dungeon crawler. Um, but the weird thing is it's set to music, so you have to move and fight based on the rhythm. Is this the one that you were showing me? Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to have our break music be one of the songs from it. Sounds good. So that's our break music. Um, it's cool. It's uh, It was on sale on Steam, which is why it rem reminded me of it. And then I checked it out on PSN. And it was also on sale. Not quite as good a price, but what makes it more attractive on PSN is I can play it on PlayStation 4 on the big screen. Oh, that's cool. Or my Vita on the smaller screen. That's cool. So it was worth the extra $5 to me yeah. to get it that way. Sweet. So I've been liking that. Um, it's hard. Um, and I'm not very rhythmically blessed. But I'm I'm still enjoying it. No, I'm yeah, awkward as fuck. But that was fun. Hashtag white problems. Yep. So that's like all the games we've been playing. Speaking of break music, guys, we should talk about last week's break music. Tim, why don't you let us know why last week's break music was so damn good? Damn. So last week I told you my wife was checking out the Osiris Rex spacecraft that's going to scoop up some samples from an asteroid. And there was a lot of other social media um, savvy folk there. There was a 10-year-old girl who has a really cool YouTube channel. Um, met a bunch of people. The only other, the only person I recognized, though, was the one next to her in the group photo, which um, I should have written out his name. But he's famous for um, reviewing uh, the Jack in the Box burger. Okay. And having an auto -tune. I think he did a Five Guys, too, right? Or maybe it was Five Guys. I can't remember which one. Okay, I don't remember which one it was. I think you might be right. Okay. I think that sounds right, actually. But he was like really enjoying his burger, 
and um, he was like, damn, and sang that a bunch. <laughs> and um, someone made an auto-tuned uh, song of his. Uh, his name is Patrick Richard. Awesome. So, yeah, someone did an auto-tuned song of his review, and it kind of went viral, which is why he got invited. And my wife got to hang out with him a little That's bit. That's awesome. So, that was pretty cool. I told my brother-in-law that. He was stoked because he, he really likes that damn video. So that's why we had the break music unex- inexplicably last week. Sweet. It, it kind of happened after we recorded. Yep. So anyways, guys, moving on to Tech Talk. Technologic. 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 Tim, you got something here, and I'm not sure if I need to be worried for my hand or not. Well, you know, if you keep cutting off parts of it, there is hope. So, this is something I just randomly ran across this week, and what I like to focus on Tech Talk is ways that technology makes our lives better. Yeah. And I can't think of a better example than this. So, what you're doing now is convincing me to cut my arm off. No, this guy went through hell. Like, this guy had a... Hey, it'd be helpful to come This guy doesn't too. even remember, like, half of his recovery period. Um, so his name is James Young. Well, he's that's not fair. I have name. to remember mine. So he's 25 years old. He lost his... Um, he's a biological scientist, I guess. He lost his left arm and left leg in 2012 after falling under a train in London. Ooh. This was a horrific accident. He doesn't even remember it. The accident was so traumatic, he does not even remember it, which, thank God. Yeah. I, remember, I would not want to remember that. Um, a couple months ago, um, at bodyhacking.com, he unveiled his new um, prosthetic arm. And this was a pretty special project because it was developed... For uh, him. For him. Um, by, by him, right? Nope. Well, he had input into its development. Like, he sat down and talked with the designers okay. as far as what he wanted to go into it. Um, it was developed by Global Racing Technologies and robot handmaker Open Bionics. But what makes this story interesting is who funded it. Uh, Konami funded it. No. As part of the Metal Gear Solid um, Phantom Pain uh, like promotion. They, they put oh, a that's thing, epic. They put a thing out there saying, are there any gamers that need a, a really cool prosthetic limb? And I guess they didn't get a lot of responses, which um, is surprising. But he, he applied to it. Um, so I'm kind of skipping ahead of the story. I'm reading from, by the way, techmike.com, um, just to give them credit for this article. Um, so he, he, you know, got through the process with Konami and sat down with the engineers and had a lot of input into the design of this arm. Um, the new limb attaches at the shoulder with a series of straps ca- across the back. Looks like the absolute definition of a cyborg um, arm. It does. It's this like, is epic. It's like a flat metal appearance. It's got a uh, line sculpted into it. It's got bright blue LED lights. It's a very sleek carbon fiber body. Um, <laughs> the arm will be able to connect to the Wi-Fi. It has, huh. a, it has a USB port near the hand, so if he's holding a phone, it can charge the phone. There's a flashlight, a smartwatch built into the wrist, and a flying quadrocopter drone that attaches to the shoulder and streams images to a pair of goggles. Oh, while, fuck me. I'll cut my arm off. Dude, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, Dude, Tim, I'm so cutting two arms he's got off. Like, he's got a like, keypad by his wrist, and he can like you know t- type on it to like different modes, like say he wanted to pick up something or extend his arm or... Give some, there, he has oh, so it doesn't go to his brain, actually, no, so no. he can control it. Um, I think it. some of the movement's tied to his shoulder muscles, okay. where it attaches. But as far as like, what type of movements or, or grips... His are, hand movements and stuff, he has yeah. to program it in. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I'm not he, cutting my he's arm getting off. A, he's getting a. You know, you really don't do that. He said a special effect charity that offers technology for amp2 gamers will be sending him special parts for gaming. Um, so that's cool. That's you know, awesome. Like attachments to help him play games. Um, and we'll be talking a little bit about this later. I've got a little bit more of a follow-up to the story. Okay. But, um, you can actually follow uh, the Phantom Limb on Twitter okay. and read more about what he's doing. He's uh, you know kind of going out there and being an ambassador for you know people that need able-bodied process. gamers. That kind of thing, or, yeah. Um, but you know we get a lot of I've given a lot of shade to Konami. Yeah. So I want to give him props for doing something. How much cool. you really think this was Konami over Kojima? Kojima's like. No, I'm I just think it was Konami. I think that it was a good, like, hey, let's get some good PR that kind of ties into our game. That's so true. There's a character. Um, I think it's. Uh, Venom Snake that has a mechanical arm mm. in the game. Um, so it cost about $85,000. Oh. So he actually does not wear this every day um, because it's that expensive and he doesn't want to lose it or break it. So he has a more standard hook hand as well. But Okay. Um, yeah. That's, that's crazy. Um, yeah, Phantom Limb. That's I love this gaming community. This is just awesome. So. Yep. Um, yeah. So anyways, guys, that brings us to... The explanation, again, of PluginPlayCast.com. So PluginPlayCast.com currently has all of our newest feeds on it. And why do we need to go to that? Because on May 23rd, we'll mark the end of this feed that you're listening to on iTunes. You need to sign up on a new one. The current feed is not up. We don't want to miss you. Yeah. The current feed is not up. um, But as the new feed rolls out... They will be updated on PlugAndPlayCast.com. All right. So currently we are on Stitcher and we are on Google Play. Yes, we have we have Google Play now. It's a brand new edition. Yep. Um, we are just waiting on a few episodes uh, for me to upload a few of our older episodes. We're only going back to when Tim started and Plug and Play Cast or Plug and Play Podcast actually officially started. Um, so you will not get any of the old legend of. Those will live on in this feed forever, but uh, everything going forward, I think it's They will F- live on in legend. They will live on in legend. I believe everything from episode 35 forward um, up to episode 91 now. we got to do something for our 100th episode. I know, we got to do something for our 100th. I was just thinking that. about that earlier. Um, anyways, guys, head over to PluginPlayCast.com, May 23rd. This feed that you're listening to currently, if you're on iTunes or anywhere else, you, is going to be ending. So head over to PluginPlayCast.com. Make sure that you guys subscribe to the new RSS feed. Find out, find us on Google Play, our TuneIn, our iTunes, and our Stitcher. Am I missing one? Well, it doesn't matter because if you go to PluginPlayCast.com, you'll find all of them. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Last week we asked you a question, um, which was, what do you think of Nintendo's recent decisions? And what we're referring to is Nintendo deciding to not show the NX at E3 and actually to not show hardly any games, to only show The Legend of Zelda um, that's supposed to be coming In out. booth! Yes. They um, could definitely be doing like mobile demos at E3 and been like, hey, if you're within X proximity of to the convention center, you are able to download and play. That's not we're on Nintendo. exact opposite spectrums of this. I think it's smart. Well, Tim we, we, talked, we talked about that in, in detail last week, so let's just go over your answers for now. Uh, Mark says, Nintendo's recent decision is pretty bad. I mean, one game, and it only being Zelda, there are other games that are good too, not just Zelda, Zach. So, so Mark's let's... obviously an idiot, so let's move on to the next one. Uh, Jess says, I think it's the best call they could make with how much Zelda got delayed. 
Twilight Princess did well released on the Wii and the GameCube, so I think this gives the best hope for a good Zelda reception, not screwing over Wii U owners, but also having a solid near-launch title on the NS. See? So I guess we're just still divided. Yep. Well, that brings us to uh, time for our break, brought to you by um, Necrodancer, and you can check out uh, the full... um, original soundtrack on I think it's Bandcamp okay and you can actually buy the soundtrack for $10 sweet but this track is called Disco Descent Hey guys, and we are back. That's right, guys. We are back. So, tasty treats in hand once again. What Tim, you got next? I have the broken record. I just enjoyed that, so I know what you're in for. Go ahead. Take a sip. Ooh, that is smooth. Not very hoppy. Very smooth. I, on the other hand, am expecting a little bit more of a punch because I have an Imperial IPA called ADHD. That's my next one. Hmm. No. No, it's it's still smooth, but there's a very interesting, hard-to-describe finish. Great. Is it good? It's almost buttery as far as mouthfeel. <laughs> there's definitely hops in this one. This is a much stronger okay. IBU. Have you? See, it broke my voice. Look at that. Yeah, I that's actually, a regular voice. It actually disabled huh. my vocal cords my temporarily. Balls just <laughs> I have two children. I, I think that it's demonstrable <laughs> that that already happened. Uh, but we will continue enjoying our taste of treats. But let's let's move on. And let's move on to kick it. Kick it. What do you have for this week? Alright guys, I have Niche, a genetic survival game. What was that again? Niche. 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 N-I-C-H-E, a genetic survival game. So I'm going to go ahead and let the developers talk about Niche. Oh, hello there. Well, well, I suppose you've come to learn about population genetics. Let me show you. Let's look at this group of females, living peacefully, enjoying the warm rays of the sun. But wait. Something is hiding in the tall grass. Ah, a great example of gene flow. The new male joins the group, bringing in fresh genetic material. In most species, the female gets to choose the fastest, strongest mate out of a wide range of competing males. But sometimes, sexual selection is taking what you can get. 
especially in small populations, the possibility for genes to increase their frequency is quite high. We call this genetic drift. Nature holds countless surprises. This one, for example, very different from its parents. A new hope for its tribe. Look at this mutant beguiling the females with its its big shiny horns. <laughs> but life is not always calm and peaceful. Countless dangers lurk around every corner. Weather, sickness, climate change, and carnivores. Natural selection. How can you be so random? The five factors of population genetics lead to many, many different shapes and expressions. Finding your own niche and staying alive is hard. All the possibilities, the dangers, the endless worlds! You might ask yourself, but Professor Frecklebottom, you're so much more intelligent than me. How will I ever learn? Don't worry, because just like me, you can get your biology degree by playing niche a genetic survival game. What? You're still there? Go study, I tell you. So as you guys heard, Niche is a mixed genre game about scientific topic of popular genetics. Shape your animal tribe and find an ecological niche for it to live in. The main goal is to keep your tribe alive against all odds such as hungry predators, climate change, and spreading sickness. Yay, disease. So this is actually a game, kind of like we just talked about a little bit before, Spore. Mm -hmm. That like, surprisingly, I know this is kind of shocking, I'm into these games like hardcore. Um, so for $13, you guys can get the Fantastic Fox package. Welcome to the pack. You receive a digital copy of the game on final release, PC, Mac, Linux. This package includes a digital copy of Niche, digital wallpaper, name and credits. So that is the package I am going to be going for. But as you all know, I love the high dollar range. Uh, but $5,000. Oh, I almost just bet $5,000. Holy shit, back out of that. <laughs> Benevolent Blue Whale, you are one and only biggest supporter. Uh, your brand slash name will be presented in a special spot in the game's special screen as well as on our website and in the credits. There will be a special monument in the game which you can design together with us and feature your name. You also have a special animal figurine, Lucky Lion Tear with a unique golden tiger tiger pattern. We can't thank you enough. Your package includes, you are the biggest supporter, executive producer mention, monument featuring your name, sponsorship mention, animal figurine, beta access, digital copy of Niche, digital making of, digital soundtrack, digital wallpaper, and name in credits. Estimated delivery guys, February 2017. They're currently looking for $15,000. They have $21,172. This is a guaranteed thing. 25 days ago with 721 backers, 722 when you count me. So, Tim, what do you got? Well, I've got something kind of different. Um, that guy just rolled that through. I was like, blah, 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 blah. You kind of sound like a sales pitch. Yeah, me. right? That was epic. Um, so, mine is called Titanium James, and it is actually GoFundMe. So, this is not a typical Kickstarter. Oh, la, la, the good fun. Oh, wait, never. 
GoFundMe is not what I was thinking it was. I don't know what you're thinking it was. I was thinking it was uh, the one that Psychonauts 2 was on. Oh, uh, uh, crap. What is that? It's something like a nuts or limbs. Yeah, or... I can't remember what the heck it was, but I thought that's what you're talking no, about. Fund... GoFundMe is like a personal Yes, it thing. is a crowdfunding um, For campaign. Pers- yeah, okay. So we just talked about uh, James a little bit and what he's going through. Wow, and he has this cool. He has this cool arm, but he still has to strap it on, which means it's attached to his skin, basically, as far as the socket. Okay. Um, which creates a lot of problems, and he goes into that in depth. Um, if you want to check it out at GoFundMe.com slash Titanium Games. I'm not going to list them all here, because some of it's kind of medical, and I don't want to gross anyone out, but there are very good reasons why he wants to do what he wants to do. What he wants to do is get titanium implants directly into his bones. To make a more stable socket, um, will actually give him something called a bone proprioception, where he can sort of feel his limbs because it's attached okay. by a titanium rod. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll give him a lot of benefits, and he goes over those benefits pretty well. I um, mean, you'll see why that'd be something he want to do. He's a really good candidate for the procedure because he's tw- he's young, he's 25, yeah. his bones still heal well. Um, this is not a good procedure for someone older like me, um, but he has a good chance of his body um, adapting to the implantation. But it's not cheap. It's, yeah. it's a developing technology. There's not that many doctors that can do it. I wonder if they could do it on my fingers. Um, perhaps. Perhaps. Um, but we're talking about, yeah. His is, like, massive. Like, he, he needs it. He doesn't have a leg. Or, he's He has, I think, his arm midway between his shoulder and his elbow, I think. Um, but anyway, he's, this is a pretty important thing for him. Um, that arm that he has would be mm. much more useful is directly attached to his body by a titanium post and he could walk a lot better um, with a titanium uh, leg so um, like I said this is different than our other crowdfunding campaigns there's not really rewards um, there is just you know helping this guy out who's had a pretty traumatic you're injury you're just being human at this point right he's asking for uh, 95 um, thousand 95,000 is that euros or that, pounds I'm not sure pounds pounds okay he is currently at 18000 um, in four months. Uh, Plug and Play Podcast will be supporting at some level. We haven't decided yet. Um, but yeah, go check out GoFundMe.com, Titanium James. Read his story. Um, read his background, how this would help him out. And like I said before, you can check out The Phantom Limb on Twitter and see what he's already doing with what he's got. And he's got, I think, a bright future ahead of him despite a pretty horrible thing happening to him. So yeah. That is Titanium James on GoFundMe. All right, guys. So that brings us to game news and new releases. Hey, guys. And this is game industry news and events, just like you guys heard Tim say. Um, But while we were gone, we actually switched venues. So now we are at Doomsday Brewing in downtown Washougal, Washington. Is it? I'm not sure. We're kind of in between Camas and Washougal. We are in downtown Koshugal, Washington. <laughs> we're somewhere. Um, Cam Shugal. But we're sitting looking at this giant mural. It's like a ShamWow. I, I gotta say something about this mural. So there's this mural against the back wall. Fallout 4? Yeah, it's just like a city, and there's like five like nuclear explosions going off. And then that game's cabinet says uh, live bomb danger radiation. It's pretty cool. So we got here, we actually played uh, the free play arcade cabinet was going on in the corner. Uh, Mountain Dew arcade cabinet running a MAME. Free version of Windows MAME. Yep, uh, Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew version. Yep. 
It's pretty fun. Fight some Pac-Man. Pac-Man anyway, that didn't work. We're not here to talk about old games. I well, I like old games. Well, actually, Did you hear about that game uh, game thing we went to? That was a while back. Um, that was Sunday, bro. That was Game Master. Yeah. You said God Game. God Game? What? God's Game. God? Oh, yeah, well. Um, so let's let's go for news first, right? That sounds good to me. All right, so it's a new month. It's the month of May. We've got some games for gold and PlayStation Plus games. Wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. Let me guess. Games for gold is way better than PlayStation Plus. Not really. Oh, well, that's I mean, I'll depressing. let you decide. Here's here's games with gold. Okay. You got Defense Grid 2. Okay. You got Grid 2, which is hilarious to me. You got two the Grid... car game, yeah. Right. But Grid 2, Defense Grid 2. Yeah. Costume Quest 2. That's the fun... That's the Halloween one that you like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you dress up as a little kid, and yep. you get the powers of whatever costume you have. So, like, if you dress up as a robot, you're like a giant robot. Okay. When you fight. That's pretty cool. Uh, and Peggle. Um, I haven't played that, but okay. So it's fun. It's yeah. like a pachinko game. You okay. aim, aim the ball and... It's like a Konami game. I guess. Um, it's fun. It's got great music. Um, I kind of think everybody's played Peggle by now, though. That wants Not me. To. You should. It's good. On the PlayStation Plus side, got Bionic Commando Rearmed 2 for PlayStation 3. So hmm. Bionic Commando Rearmed, the original, was a reimagining of the NES um, game Bionic Commando. Okay. Which is side-scrolling. You can't jump, but you have a bionic arm that lets you uh, swing across. Swing. Swing. And you Link's hook shot. Kind of, yeah. Um, so Bionic Commando 2, or Bionic Commando Rearm 2, is a sequel to that remake. Okay. So it is actually an original game. Okay. So that's cool. That's cool. Um, we also get God of War Ghost of Sparta for PS Vita. That's pretty cool. I like, I like the God of War games. Um, moving on to my favorite one to say, we got Loco Roco Coco Recho for PS. What the fuck? So, you're like these rolling balls that move to music. Um, it's very artsy. I'm getting a music vibe from you tonight, buddy. Loco Roco Coco Recho. So, you also have, uh, what was the other game? Crick of the Necro Dancer. Right. You're, you got a music thing going. Well, I had no... I think you got some I, groove. No, I'm... I need to get my groove back. So Switch Galaxy Ultra is uh, for PS4, PS Vita. It's cross-play. No. We got Tabletop Racing World Tour, um, which is another... It's a racing game, but it's like you're like a little tiny Matchbox car. Okay, so it's like the Hot Wheels track racing. Right, but it's not Matchbox or Hot Wheel license. You're just a tiny car. Okay. But like, you know, common everyday objects are like your obstacles. Yeah, that's cool. And then Tropico 5, um, which is... Kind of like a... Yeah, it's a fun game. It's a god game. It's a god game. You're like a Sim City, but you're like a dictator. And yeah. You like choose who helps you rule. You're North Korea. Let's just I, throw I it out there. Yeah, you're more like uh, Cuba. Oh, that's the word. That's the one I was saying. Not North Korea. Cuba. Like you're Cuba. Cuba. So that's what you get for uh, PlayStation Plus. I have Tropical Five, and let me tell you, it's confusing but fun. Okay. Um, I would I have to give it up to PlayStation Plus this month. I would say so, yeah. Yeah, this, this tabletop racing is what's got me. Neither one excited. has a super impressive lineup, but I think PlayStation Plus edges it out a little bit. Yeah, that's pretty cool, actually. Um, so in further news, Best Buy and other retailers are going to be getting the Oculus Rift before all pre-order or before all other pre-orders are filled. So people that have paid way in advance are actually going to get... Some of them are getting their game, like or their, not their game, their headset in August. Yeah. But now here's the funny thing. You can go to Best Buy, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You can purchase the Oculus Rift if you already have a pre-order. Yeah. You will still get the pre-order bonuses. Turn your 
Best Buy slip in okay. to uh, the Kickstarter campaign. Right. They will not charge you for the Oculus, but still send you the Kickstarter rewards. Okay. So if you go to Best Buy and pay full retail price, they so, will give you the Kickstarter rewards. So you'll be paying more than what you paid for Kickstarter? Yep. Why would you do that? Because you're guaranteed to get it. You yeah. walk out with it in your hand. Yeah, I think I'd wait. I would wait too, but I mean, that's pretty stupid. It, it, it's pretty bad. I'd be annoyed, actually, if I was a backer. I'd be pissed. No. So, but... In other news, Best Buy's getting Oculus Rifts. Yeah, in other news. And uh, I have a demo, not for this Saturday, but next Saturday. You have a demo coming up on Tuesday. Yep. And, so, uh, I would be going with you on Tuesday, but it's my wife's birthday, so... That's a good excuse. I guess the demo's like six minutes. You have to schedule it in a half-hour window, but the actual demo's six minutes. Yeah. You and we're going to be playing The, the Climb. Climb and one other game. And I can't remember what the other game is, but The Climb, I've heard... Oh, it's not fun. I've heard that it's fun, but also beware of sickness. Awesome. That's so, what I want, yeah. really. So, it's going to be exciting. If I, like, hurled in a Best Buy, that would actually be awesome for me. I'm worried about shitting my pants from the heights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, oh, God. Okay. I'm good to go. All right. So, uh, <laughs> moving on to our next story. So, doctors have developed a game called Sea Hero Quest to help fight dementia. What? And it's a mobile game. Okay. Um, you go... You're expecting people with dementia to be able to use a mobile device. No, no. You're, you're getting ahead of yourself. Okay. So, all sorts of people play it. They're collecting data from the players on, they're like in an ocean, trying to collect these things, like mem- memories, okay. treasures or whatever. But they're trying to figure out people's normal spatial skills, because I guess when you get dementia, that's one of the first things that go is your... Your spatial skill? Right. Yeah, like knowing where you are uh-huh. in relation to other things. Um, which actually worries me a lot, because I have horrible spatial skill. I've gotten lost in a parking lot before. So yeah, great. I'm screwed. Um, hopefully, I didn't play this game for you, Tim. I'm hoping that this is not a sign for things to come for me, but anyway, they're using this Episode game. Episode 798 of Plug and Play Podcast. Tim doesn't know where the fuck he is. Um, so it says in this article that despite being potentially preventable in one third of cases, estimated that someone develops dementia globally every three seconds. 2015, wow. more than 46 million people were living with dementia worldwide. Holy so, shit. Yeah. Um, this is a tool to just collect data on kind of a baseline of where people are at as far as spatial awareness. And I just think it's cool that, it, you know, scientists, medical doctors are using a game Video to, games. to collect that information. That's cool. That's all. Sweet. Well, Next, we have game releases. Yes, we do. So you want to run these down? Sure. Okay. Uh, Battleborn, which we covered last PAX when it was uh, just being announced, yep. um, is finally coming out for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Neverending Nightmares is coming out for PS4 and Vita. We tried that. Two, two packs. Not only ago. tried that, but I've had it on my Ouya for almost a year. And I've had it on my Steam for a year. But it's finally coming to PS4. Um, the Park comes out for PS4, Xbox One. Don't know what now, that is. That is a horror adventure game, I believe. Is it? Okay, I'll have to look into that. Yeah. Push Me, Pull You comes out for PS4. That sounds sexual. Could be. Uh, Shadow Complex. You push her down the po- stairs, she pulls you down the stairs, you know, whatever. Could be a murder simulator. I don't know. Hashtag Thornton Scale. Anyway. Shadow, Shadow Complex Remastered, PC and PS4. Okay. Oh, I don't see Xbox One there. How sad. <laughs> uh, Super Hot comes out for Xbox One. Oh, I don't see PC or PS4 there. Yeah, me too. because it's, it's already there, I think. 
Okay, I hope so. I don't think Superhot's on PS4. It might not be PS4, but I'm pretty sure it's a, a PC. It is. Okay. As Canned 2, The World Beneath comes out mm. for PS4 and Vita. Buff Knight Advanced, also coming out for PS4. He's better than the Dark Knight. He's a buff knight. Coffin Dodgers, which is like this bizarre kart racing game. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. PS4. Tabletop Kick. Racing, which is free. Okay. This month, PS4. PS4. And Ray Gigant. Gigant? Gigant? I didn't see that one there. PS4. Um, a PS2 classic's coming out for PS4 called King of Fighters 2000. And then um, we got Pocket Card Jockey for 3DS. Coffin Dodgers comes out a little bit later for Xbox One. Sweet. Well, that brings us to the time of the week that we did not prepare for. Our question of the week for you guys. So, guys, this week's question is, do you guys feel that Oculus is being shady by pushing back backers from their Kickstarter and releasing it at Best Buy before? Or do you think it's something they have to do as a business model? Maybe they don't even have a choice. I mean, Facebook owns them now. Maybe Facebook's saying, we want, you to get, we want you to get it out in front of the public so they can see it. I want you to have kiosk at Best Buy. Bless you. Thank you. Try to stifle that sneeze. Um, I mean... So what do you guys think? What do you guys think of Oculus's release plan for... The Oculus. Do How you... ticked would you be if you were a Kickstarter? Yeah. Or would you go buy a new one and eat the eat the price difference? So until next time, guys, don't forget to check out PlugandPlayGamer.com, PlugandPlayCast.com, where you guys can check out, follow us on all of our new feeds, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, RSS, uh, all of them, right there, PlugandPlayCast.com. Um, check us out at Facebook.com forward slash PlugandPlayShow, Twitter at PlugandPlayCast, Instagram at Plug and Play Cast. And until next time, don't forget to prime and shine. <laughs>